Chicken Fried Nation, let's fry. What up? Welcome back to your favorite chicken fried football podcast. We're the Chicken Fried Boys. Thad and Matt. Vamos. Let's fry. Vamos, let's fry, baby. Uh, so, yeah. How how things going? Um, oh, I feel Ooh. like it's been a crazy week already, and it's, you know... Here we go. Yeah. I mean, today's Wednesday. Whenever this comes out, it'll be Thursday. But yes, lots and lots of stuff going on. Um, I don't know. I'm, I was kind of sick over the weekend, but I'm feeling better now. So, um, that's good. That's you good. know, just doing my thing. Things moving up in the Watching world. Watching football. Know? And I didn't hardly get to watch any of the last couple days, which is awful just had meetings and all the things to you know lots make of a living. Uh, lots of radio listening there yes tons of radio listening um honestly listening to the games on the radio is way fun um radio commentary guys do a really good job of uh really painting a good picture of what's going on nice that's actually really cool i like that a lot it's like a fun way to like watch and i've just really kind of enjoyed it this year moving more into a role where i'm like in the car a lot and i'm uh really kind of on the move more um because at my last job i was at a desk and I was literally just like watching the games on TV every single day so um, yeah moving into more kind of in the car making phone calls whatever just been listening on the radio which has been fun yeah I like that I like that a lot actually Um, well I mean what else what, uh, what do you have going on Wow. Uh, not too much. Um, been trying to heal up my foot a little bit. Uh, I got diagnosed with a fourth metatarsal sprain, uh, which really literally means, hey, take some Advil, ice it twice a day, and you'll be fine. Um, hasn't really affected too much, but um, it, it was pretty painful to run for a couple days and, and walk so went and got it checked out and that's kind of what came out of it so uh just got the got that diagnosis yesterday and he was like oh you can do this this or this and i was like yeah we'll just do this and not <laughs> have to pay extra money and and stuff like that so uh i'll just ice and whatever but we play uh, Friday, uh, the Chicken Fried Boys. We actually play against a team who is sponsored by a Mexican grocery store here in Tulsa. Yes, freaking Super Mercado Morales. Super Mercado Morales. So um, hopefully that game goes a lot better than uh, the 
last game and the game before that. Hopefully we win. I mean, the last game wasn't bad. We just should have won. Like, oh, well, we should have won, but we hundred percent did not win. So yeah, we didn't. We just didn't we are zero and two. Show up. Oh and two, and uh, you know, sometimes it goes like that. So, um, but in other news, we're having a baby. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like uninspired as heck, Matt. But <laughs> Matt's known for four weeks, so <laughs> couldn't really act surprised here. Um, but yeah, so my wife and I are pregnant with our second little person. So Heck yes. Coming to a midfield to you soon. Uh, what? Siblings. We don't know if it's a girl or a boy yet. We won't know for another few weeks. But coming to a midfield soon. Um the new the new duo. Heck yeah. We got like what? Project uh Modric and Casemiro? Is that what it was? Yeah, bro. Project Modric and Casemiro. Two of the two of the best in the world at what they do. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Um we are due in September, so right around Labor Day. Uh we're actually due on the twelfth of September, but my wife had a C-section the last time, so we'll probably have another C-section, um, and that'll probably be scheduled for like the fifth area. So, like literally the day after Labor Day, oh, should be a grand old time. Um, yeah, as we move from zone defense to uh, man-to-man defense, there. Oh wait. If it's a girl, we gotta go Rose Lavelle. Everybody, still coming to a midfield near you soon. Still coming to a midfield near you soon. Um, So Clark is pretty much unaware of what's going down, and um, but we're still getting to uh, getting some kicks in, working on our our right and our left foot, and. Truly having a blast teaching teaching my little dude about uh, the be- the beautiful game. Heck yeah, it's amazing. So, it's fun. I mean, on Saturdays he kind of knows. He doesn't really know what day Saturday is, but he knows sockball comes on, and that's sock what he ball. calls it. He says sockball, and um, he knows. So we watched the Prem and we watched the Bundesliga together and sometimes we watch La Liga together and uh, just have a, a good old time uh, really just diving in. So number two coming up in September. Woo! Really excited about oh, it. it's going to be freaking awesome. That's going to be, gonna be awesome. uncle times two. Oh, wow. Two young children. Yeah. Have influence on... Yay! It's gonna have be so much fun. Influence on, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into some Champions League and um, tough. And our the favorite claps. team. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Dortmund goes into London 
and we lose. <laughs> I don't really Awful. know how else to say it. It was not great. It was Absolute. pretty yeah. terrible. Um, say what you want to say about Awful. the refing, but most of the players said the refing was pretty terrible from their point of view. And I mean, I'll say I agree who, with them. Who literally makes that call? I'm sorry, but what referee makes that call? That's that is an outrageous call. That well, go ahead I, and say the call that you're talking about because you're being incredibly vague right oh, now. Oh, sorry, sorry, friends. Sorry. So, okay, so they took a penalty kick, and they were in the box before he touched the ball. And because they were in the box before he touched the ball, they called it back. And when they called that back... Because uh, the player touched the ball Yes, because the player touched the ball first who was in the box. If Meyer would have made a save there rather than... Oh, that makes sense. It hit the post, I think it would have been just ruled a, a miss. That's very because true. Because he was the first one to touch the ball, it got called. Apparently, yep. I was on Borussia Dortmund Reddit. Like, if you really want to go to the bowels of the internet, like Reddit is the place. Um, apparently, the ref has had encroachment happen seven times in games that he's refed on penalty kicks, and he's never called it before. But I wow. think it's because. The ball was touched by one of those guys that came into the box before anyone else touched it uh, is why he called it. But I'm not yeah. I'm not one I'm not a rules expert. I did I was a referee and I did do that for a while in my life, but I'm not a rules expert. They've updated rules in the game and stuff like that. But like Here's my thing. If you're going to have a penalty kick, which is literally a free shot at goal from 12 yards out, if you miss, you miss. Encroachment be danged. Someone coming off the line be danged. Like, if you miss, you miss. If it gets saved, you get saved. If it goes in, it goes in. Like, it's... The faulty rules around penalty kicks are ridiculous. They just feel so wishy-washy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I, I mean, like, literally, that any other referee wouldn't have called that. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I, I just think that we... Uh, right, but... We should have gone into extra we, time, but... We, we okay. got... We got beat. We got beat. That is what it is. Like, couldn't defend for 20 minutes. We got beat. Yep. Turned off. Completely turned off. And it sucks because we were playing well. We were doing good. For the first half, almost, it seemed like we were playing better. But we lost. We got knocked out. Now time to move on and focus on the German Cup, the Pokal, and the league, which we're still tied for for first in the league. So, 
tough, yep. tough draw, but you know, it's what it is. So it's very true. Uh, in other games um, that were played this week, there was three other matches. Um, Benfica absolutely put. Wait, Benfica or yeah, Benfica, Benfica beat Bruges beat by like a million. So seven to one, and absolutely smashed. Seven to one aggregate, five to one yesterday. Yep, <laughs> insane. Uh, Benfica is <laughs> good and. Bruga, they haven't really been great this year in the Belgian league. Um, but yes, seven to one on aggregate. And Gonzalo Ramos, who will probably be sold for a crisp hundred million, I'm going to guess, just because the nine market is down. Uh, he had two. David Neres yeah, had one, Rafa had one, and Jao Mario had one. And I think Jao Mario beat uh, Eusebio's goal record for Benfica with that goal. I heard that on the radio call. Those are some just tidbits you get wow. from the radio call uh, rather than from the TV call. Because uh, they like broke over because the the radio call yesterday was Dortmund Chelsea, um, and then the radio call today I literally didn't even get to listen, so I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it was Bayern versus PSG there. So yeah, I would um, imagine so. In other news, Tottenham crash out. Heck yes. With that trophy cabinet just getting another cobweb put up in it. Rosanary. Let's and go. And Matt's, Matt's in the AC Milan kit right now. Um, they, it was 0 0. They won 1 0 on aggregate. Absolute booty results. But Good old Spurs. Spurs ties at home, and they were down to 10 men, so. I give him credit for having something, but yeah, bad. Yeah, just I can't score over two freaking legs. You have Harry Kane as your striker. Unbelievable. Terrible, terrible. And I mean, look, I mean they they played a really really strong lineup. Um, yeah, it's not like they played a weak lineup there. I mean, yeah, I mean they had some. Their starters, their starters uh, were Eddie Royal in there. Ben Perisic. Davies, Romero, Hoiberg, yep. Perisic, yeah. Emerson Royale, Kane, Son, Kulisevsky. And then their subs were Pedro Porro, Richarlison, Davinson Sanchez. And I think Davinson Sanchez came on when Kuti went out. Oh, did you did you see Richarlison's mad with his playing time? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he's not happy at all he should have never gone to Tottenham yeah he the, should be at the, like West Ham or like Villa just ripping it up true 
I don't see him being the one to uh, get much Unseat playing time Kane? there. Yeah, exactly. No. Or yeah, Son. No. Period. Yeah, absolutely not. A hundred times, I, no. <laughs> like, this is Harry Kane we're talking about here. This is literally Tottenham's all-time leading scorer. Yeah, so... Um, oh, wow, yeah. Richardson, he says, to be honest, this season has been shit. I want to play. Well, there it is. There's a good old friggin' Richardson. Well, Dude, I would want to play too, but like you made the move to freaking Tottenham from Everton. Imagine if you're at Everton right now, Everton wouldn't be in a relegation battle because you would have like 12 goals. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Imagine. Just imagine imagine that. Yeah. Or if you had or if even had you had gone to I don't know anywhere other than freaking Tottenham. Like, if you would have gone to Chelsea, it would have been a better move for him. I mean, true, and then Chelsea could have had maybe a number nine. Holy cow, Thad, that's a good idea. Wow. 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 I Sign a freaking striker. Uh, holy Amazing cow, concept. they should have signed Richarlson in the summer. <laughs> holy right. cow, Chelsea. Hey, uh, Todd. Todd, let's get this bread, bro. <laughs> Rich Charleston's just waiting over there to play. Like he's just hanging out. Yeah, he's waiting. He is waiting. Are you still paying? Uh, still paying Lukaku? Still paying <laughs> Lukaku until like 2050, I'm sure. Some dumb number. Like, come on, guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So Wow. Yep. Yeah, should have signed Richardson. So um and then uh Bayern PSG. Bayern becomes Bayern in the Champions League. They're just better. It hasn't helped that PSG is out of injuries. Mean, not gonna make excuses for Neymar. Not gonna make excuses from Messi for PSG. But Bayern is a different beast in the Champions League. One of the hardest outs literally in the competition for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know when the last time they didn't make it to like a quarterfinal was. Let I me mean, tell you who their subs were today. Here we go. Jao Cancelo comes on for Thomas Muller. What? (laughs) Leroy Sané comes on for Eric Maxine Chupamotin. Wow. Sadio Mane comes on for Jamal Musiala. And Serge Gnabry comes on for Kingsley Coman. Really? They started them and they were the second team? Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, that's crazy. Come on. And what's his... Th- no way. And Musiala. And who was the third person that started? Muller? That's insanity. Wow. Yeah. All right. And Chupa Moting. But and Chupa Moting, too. And Musiala and Come on have been playing really well. They've been 
They've been I pretty mean, regular. Musiala looks like he's just gonna be some type of. Musiala is a little wizard, <sighs> dude. He's got all the moves. Um, but we are actually going to not really break down a bunch of games, not really do TIFO, not really do what we've done in the past. And we're actually going to go take kind of a kind of a ride through history here um, yes. and talk about one of the original in my life, Wizards of the Sport. The person who created Hugo Bonito. I don't know if he created it, but I mean, he embodied it. He embodied embodied it 100%. He brought a lot to it for sure with his dancing and his. He he played with joy, he played with fire. Um, We are talking today about Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho. If you've never heard of Ronaldinho, it's because Ronaldinho's prime was shorter than legitimately most footballers. But Ronaldinho was. was a golden boy. He was a true wizard with the ball, and he was he was amazing. Like he was amazing to watch. I remember when his gold cleats came out and everybody wanted them. He came out with like red ones and then he came out with some gold ones and he came out with white ones with gold accents. And like everybody on my team was like, we've got to get those. Those are sick. And so we've done done some research and we're going to kind of paint a picture and tell some, tell some stories about Ronaldinho and about who he is and where he came from and everything about him actually Matt yeah. take it away um so <clears throat> first off Ronaldinho like Thad said his career was short for sure um the reason for that is because Ronaldinho really liked to party honestly and um he didn't really like to train either but we will get into that um here in a bit so um, Ronaldinho <clears throat> was, um, he stepped onto the scene actually as a 13 year old kid who was playing for, uh, Grimio's, uh, under 17 side in Brazil. Grimio was his hometown club. Like if he was in the academy. Port he, Alegre, like, Brazil. Yes. Um, he scored 23 goals in a 23-0 game. And he started to... <laughs> um, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? 23 goals? 23 like, goals in a 23-0 game. That is better than my video game playing. Yeah, right? That's, that's FIFA, like extreme right there insane he's just he's so great um so he plays in the confederations cup for brazil in 1999 and um for those of you who don't know what the confederations cup is it was a precursor to the world cup they played it the year before 
and it was usually it was played at the World Cup host sites. Yes, where they had games um, just to kind of give a test run to the stadiums, to the infrastructure that was being built for these World Cups, and to kind of give everybody like a hey, we're ready to go. Um, they stopped exactly. this before 2018, I think, in Russia. I think you're right. I don't think we got... We might have gotten one, but I don't think we did. I can't remember. There was definitely not one this year. No, definitely um, not. Definitely not. Before Qatar. Um, but and it was a really fun tournament. And, like, it was yes. always a blast because... For I think for Concacaf, it was gold the cup gold winners? cup winner, correct? Because so, there's it it was the gold cup winner the year before the World Cup because we do multiple gold cups, correct? Um, so like f- for 2026, it would be the 2025 gold cup winner, um, and so and then it was like Euro champion. Host nation. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Winner the confederations of, champions or whatever of their respective. Yeah. So tournaments. it was like winner of CAF, winner of AFC, um, and so it was like an eighteen tournament, pretty much of stuff. Yes. Precursor to the World Cup. So he's at the two thousand one confederations cup, correct? Ninety. Oh, you're right. It was two thousand. It was before the uh, South Korea, yes. Japan World exactly. Cup. Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. So um, I just want to set the scene for everybody who's going. What the heck is Confederations Cup? Because we haven't had it in forever. Yes. Um, then he moves to PSG. There's a there's a pretty big like, I guess, following of him on who who wants to sign him and. Whatever, and he decides to move to PSG, right? For five mil, uh, for which five was million. a decent fee back exactly. then. It wasn't, it wasn't huge. It's not like a bargain bin one, but it's a decent fee. I mean, granted, at the time, I think the record transfer was like thirty-two, thirty-three million. Yeah, so I mean, like this is this is coming from millions, Brazil. Five million is like a decent little fee. Like that would probably be like a ten to fifteen million dollar fee right now. Maybe more than that. Even I have no idea, but I do know that he spent a couple seasons at um at PSG, and in that time, he had a lot of rifts with the manager Luis Fernandez because. Ronaldinho liked to spend a lot of time partying, right? He liked um, to pop off at the nightclubs. Let's oh, just exactly. say that. Because partying doesn't even do it justice. He just liked to go to the nightclubs, get bottle service, turn up a little bit. <laughs> exactly. He, yeah. He just, I mean, he was like the king of partying, basically, right? Um, And he didn't really care um, that his coach was mad at him, but it didn't really matter. So 2002 world cup rolls around and I know 
most of us know what happens at the 2002 World Cup. But, basically, Brazil rolls to a title. Ronaldinho is one of the stars of the tournament with um, original Ronaldo, Rivaldo, uh, Roberto Carlos. Um, I can't remember who the other wing back was Cafu. on the other side. Cafu, that's who it was, yes. All of these legendary players for Brazil, right? Um and Ronaldinho really is the um I I spent quite a bit of time actually watching some stuff on this. He was the he's the guy. He's the number 10. Like this is the guy who who created everything for that side, which is really cool because I mean that I mean you're literally getting to play with Ronaldo and your name means little Ronaldo. Like that's I just love it. So, they win the 2002 World Cup. Um, They beat Germany in the final. I think it was 2-0. It was 2-0. We woke up at 4 a.m. to watch that game. And R9 scored two goals. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, after the World Cup, he decides that, um, you know, he's going to still continue to have this, uh, this you know, clubbing and everything and still continues to have riffs with Fernandez. So he decides he wants to leave. He wants to play in the um, Champions League, you know. He wants to play with the best players because at that time, PSG is not the best. PSG is far from the best. PSG was a very small club. They didn't like, have... The uh, Qatar money. Exactly. This is bef- like Manchester City before Manchester City. Right? Before the Saudi money. Exactly. So, he moves on to Barcelona. And this man is tasked to be the tallies man, the number 10, to bring Barcelona back to power, right? And what does he do? He does. Um... He takes, I mean, well, first of all, there were 30,000 fans at his unveiling, right? And that's that's a ton. That's a ton at, um, wow, why is the uh, stadium? That's name? a lot at the Camp Nuo for Camp New. there literally a player introduction. There is no game. There is no nothing. nothing. He is literally... Just being introduced. It is a press conference, pretty much. Yeah. And he's out there to, like, juggle the ball. Look, you know, look good or whatever. And he did. He, it, and he did. Um, So, he leads Barcelona to two La Liga titles, a UEFA Champions League, two uh, Supercopas. Uh, he is the Balloon d'Or winner. He's the FIFA World Player of the Year. At his time at Barcelona, right? Um, he is on cloud nine. This is Messi before Messi. At like this point, he was literally Nike's golden boy. So think of any superstar athlete has a shoe deal, has every deal. Like 
is on every single um like Nike commercial for soccer is on every single like thing they made incredible ads for the World Cup with him in it um I'm thinking of the one where they were at the airport oh yes uh, going to the World Cup they were that was pre 2006 I believe and like they if you Probably, haven't seen uh, it type in like Brazil airport commercial it's unreal it's literally unreal like it's it's one of those where you were like this is so cool and Nike probably spent a lot of money on it but it was so cool oh so cool I'm actually just a real quick like jaunt off the path of this Ronaldinho we used to have the dopest commercials for <laughs> the World Cup like Nike would and Adidas would come out with like dueling commercials and they'd just be so sick, right? Like Adidas had that one where they were in the um what it was like a a futsal cage basically. That was a Nike ad, I thought. Oh, it was Nike, okay. Whoever it was. was They had the one in under the on the ship. Yes, the ship Um, too. Oh my gosh. The Pepsi commercials, like the oh, Gladiators yeah. versus the Cowboys. Oh, one, yeah. And that, that had like littered, literally like 10 of the best players in the world. Um, best commercials. They oh. were awesome. Like they were so cool in terms of commercials. And they they did a really like great job. They did. For, for commercials. Um for the World Cup, and Eric Cantona was in a bunch of them, and they were just so it was so fun. Every time was so fun, and they would do like huge mm-hmm. kit reveals. Like before '06, uh, they did like um. Adidas put out the F50 cleats and they had one for every country. They had an upper for oh, every yeah, country. That's right. <laughs> and like they were sick, like super cool. Um, so, yeah, World Cup commercials, we need to raise the standard again on those. Oh, 100% we do. 100% we do. Um, all right, so his time at Barcelona, um, we were to the 2006 World Cup. Um, Ronaldinho and the Barca, or sorry, Barcelona, wow, Brazil team are older now, right? And um, those fullbacks are lacking a little bit of that quickness that they used to have. So um, Brazil crashes on the quarterfinals to France. Um, and fans in Brazil are actually pretty pissed off. Um, he had a statue that was erected in his hometown of Port Alegre that was destroyed after that World Cup. Um, the media was mad. Um, everybody was mad. All the Brazilians were upset, right? And, um, guess where Ronaldinho was? 
after that World Cup failure that night. Can can you guess where he was that? He was popping off in the club. Of course he was popping off the club because that was literally his second love. Football and then dancing and partying. So he was literally out at the nightclub with Adriano. With Adriano who... Y'all, y'all don't know about Adriano really, because he was kind of a a bum. Like once he got bigger moves, but Adriano was like a linebacker playing striker. Like the dude was just one muscle, like oh, yeah. all up and down, like bald headed. Like I thought he was awesome, and then he, he could have been something. And he was not good. No, he wasn't. he was just bad. He yeah. He he could have been something though, right? Like, but he was going to the club too, so didn't that's matter. True. That's Pop true. Pop off, let's go to the club. I mean, most of these Brazilians like to do that, right? Like, they like to party. That's that's Brazilian culture. So, I mean, I get no it, I carnival, guess. but every night, exactly, <laughs> exactly, carnival every single night of their lives. <laughs> um. All right, so um, the season after the World Cup, which is the 06-07 season, right? Um, Messi starts to become present. Pep Guardiola is the coach of Barcelona. Um, Pep does not like that Ronaldinho has um, basically... uh, (laughs) This massive influence on Messi, right? Um, And he kind of works to move Ronaldinho out of the team. And he does. But Ronaldinho, this is a side note on Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho kind of gave the blessing to Messi. Almost kind of told Pep, like, we have this kid in the under 17s. Or under twenty ones or whatever, like he needs to be on the first team. He needs to be on the first team, and he gets to the first team, and it's history from there. Like, oh, a hundred percent history. Yeah, influenced by Ronaldinho, pretty much told the first team coach, bring him up. He needs to be playing with us and not just. Like at the under twenty one level, he needs to be playing with us at the first team level because he can help us be better. Oh yeah. Um. So Ronaldinho leaves, goes to AC Milan. Um. Now his time at AC Milan is a little indifferent. Uh, first season, I believe he's injured. Um. And Kaká has a pretty big influence on the team. Um, in that season, so he doesn't have a massive influence on the team there. Um, but the second season, he does, and they win Syria all that season. Um, what year did he go over to AC Milan? Oh eight, oh nine. So it was right after. Milan won their last Champions League. Uh, they won it in 07. And yes. so it was like the season after that, 
um, the mm-hmm. famous one where Kaka was wearing the undershirt that says like I belong to Jesus. Super famous fo- oh, yes. football photo, um, and so Ronaldinho comes over, and this team is actually f- loaded of Brazilians. Loaded. They had Pato. They had Ronaldinho. They had Kaká. I want to say Cafu was still there. Oh, that AC Milan team was nuts. Um, I cannot remember everyone at this very moment in time, but they were really, really, really good. Um, Don Carlo was their coach. The Carlo Ancelotti was their coach. That sounds right, yeah. He was their coach. And so he, so Ronaldinho comes over for 21 million. Oh, Clarence Seedorf was still there. Dude, Pirlo was still there. Maldini was still playing. They had Shevchenko. Nesto was still there. From Chelsea. This team... I mean, like, oh, sorry, that might have been the year before he came over. Let me see here. Um, no, so no, I'm on oh eight oh nine okay, season, and they got Ronaldinho for twenty one million euros from Barcelona. Shevchenko came over on a loan. Yep, uh, Zambrota came over for nine mil. Um, Matteo Flamini came over on a fleet on a free. Um, Let's see who else. I mean, Clarence Seedorf was there. Like Seedorf was there, yeah. Um, so they, I mean, they had some guys for sure. Yeah, the team was stacked. They had for sure some guys. Um, Inzaghi, uh, Nesta, Maldini. Like they were good. They were real good. So he's good, right? He's playing well. Um, and they win, um, Syria, ah, like I said, that year, um, great influence, everything, right? But then World Cup rolls around and, um, Ronaldinho's like, Hey man, I'm going to be, you know, amazing. Right in 2010 World Cup, 2010 make, South Africa Vuvuzelas doesn't make the squad. Um, yeah, don't I? I don't really know. Doesn't make the squad. But he didn't though. make the squad. But let's go back to AC Milan for a second. So perfect. I was I was reading up on this. Um, Pato, when Pato got there, Alexander Pato, um, he walked in and uh, R9 was still there. He left in the winter. So R9 was still there. He was kind of a known party boy too um, because he had been hurt a lot, especially at Milan. He had been hurt. And they said, or Pato said, I walked in. And there were two sides of the locker room. There was Kaka's side that said, like, hey, do things the right way. Like, be humble. 
walked the straight and narrow path, and you had guys like Sadorf and and some other people over there. But Kaka had a huge influence over the locker room, so he's like walk the right right path, and you'll have success. And then you have R nine and Ronaldinho over on the other side going. <laughs> Here's a Playboy magazine, and you want to go to the club tonight? And literally, they went to the club all the time. And um, I might like have that Ronaldinho wrong. He Ronaldo. might not have won a Scudetto with Milan. I thought I read that. But Pato actually was the 2008-2009 top goal scorer uh, in all comps with 18, which is pretty amazing because he was like a baby. He was little. At that point, that and he was more of like a winger. Yeah, also. they played. Well, they kind of played. A, it was like a four, four, three, one, two kind of thing. Like they had a double striker set, so he was kind of playing winger, secondary striker. Um, but yeah, so I mean crazy just this whole like he was so good but all he wanted to do was party all he wanted to do was like go to the club and he actually like later in his his like life actually went to went down back to brazil um as a lot of kind of brazilian south americans do and he Signed the flamingo first. Flamingo, and literally had a contract that he could go to the club. <laughs> like yep. In his contract, <laughs> it was written he could go to the club two nights a week, and like which not he was definitely doing more than that. Well, and not face any like discipline night, or right. anything like that. And that is something you legitimately never hear. Like. You never hear people like being like, "Yeah, this is written in your contact that you could like pop off at the club two nights a week." Like what? <laughs> it's literally a party clause. <laughs> yes. And so then it's he perfect. kind of goes. He he that doesn't end very well with him, and he goes through and ends up uh, at Grêmio, his boyhood club, and then he ends up at. Um, no, no, no! We didn't go back to Grimio. He went to Athletic Mineral because this is actually a big thing. So Grimio was mad, and that's the one of the reasons why they tore down his statue. He decided to initially oh, yes. go back to Flamengo instead of Grimio, and then decided to go to Club Mineral, where he actually played pretty well. Um. And I mean, you know, whatever. Then he went to he went to Fluminese, Quetaro, Fluminese. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so like he didn't go back to Grimio. That good catch there, but yeah, never went to Grimio again. Um, I was thinking of somebody else there, but um, yeah. So he goes and kind of he had three teams in Europe after he left Grimio in two thousand one. He played for PSG, and he had 55 appearances over two, probably two seasons. Three, I think. 2001 to 2003. So that's two. two. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that is two, yeah, yeah. So two seasons there, and then he only played like five seasons at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And then he played two, three seasons at Milan, and yep. that was it. That like, was it. That was the peak was of his it. career and right there. It's the craziest thing because if you would have told me like when I was, I guess in like middle school and high school that he wasn't going to be probably considered the best footballer in the world forever. And he wasn't like the greatest goal scorer he was just no. a wizard with the ball. He just he Dude, literally just, the ball was yeah. like a yo-yo to his feet. He and knew it just how always to do was it. on his feet. He and, and so, there, I mean there's there's a lot more to his story too, honestly. His brother the like the fact that he only won him. the fact that he only won one balloon door is bananas to me. Because he was oh, 100%. so good. And he was so, like, fun to watch. And it was it was like watching a little party on the field. Like, he had fun, and he had, like, a good time. And it was just, like, the craziest thing that he didn't... Like, have a longer European career. We look at guys nowadays, and, like, Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford has been with Manchester United for, like, eight years. Like, Mbappe. Mbappe's been at PSG for four or five seasons already. Neymar's been there for, like, seven or eight seasons. And Mbappe was at Monaco before that, like literally right. finishing semifinalist in the Champions League. So I mean, so he had so like there's so many people, even guys that are coming over from Brazil or from Argentina or whatever. I mean, like how long has McAllister been over at Brighton? At least a couple years, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because and, like back in the day, right? You weren't they weren't plucking youngsters from Brazil at the age of fifteen. Um, I mean, he he moved over whenever he was like nineteen, right? Yeah, I was like nineteen to or PSG. twenty. Yeah, he moved over, or maybe he might have and even been twenty-one. I think he was twenty when he moved over. He's okay. only like forty something right now. He's only like ten years older it's than 40, me. He's forty-two. Yeah. Okay, so 12 years older than me. But, I mean, this man went from, like, the highest of heights in football to literally... The lowest of a, lows. Oh, I mean, he went to prison. Yeah. Paraguay's like, maximum security prison for six months. He went to, he went to jail for six months... On suspicion of using uh, fake, fake passports, passports. <laughs> and and stuff like that, and it's like, what? Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, why did he need a fake passport to get in? 
This so, is Ronald freaking Dino. So there's, I I watched a lot of stuff and read a lot of stuff on this. Um, so Ronaldinho's brother, uh, his older brother, his name is Roberto, um, actually played for Grimio before Ronaldinho, right? Um, and he was pretty good. Um, and he got injured. So he basically started getting Ronaldinho to, um, he, he saw the potential in Ronaldinho and um, started to train him up, right? And have all these exercises and, and whatnot, right? Um, and he's basically been Ronaldinho's agent his entire life. Um, and he basically runs his life. And Ronaldinho basically lives in a bubble, um, where his family takes care of everything for him so he can just go play football and make the money, right? Um, <clears throat> there was, at one point in time, uh, he got in trouble for... Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was for, but he... They revoked their passports, his brother and him. Um, and once they revoked their passports, they decided to get fake passports. And Ronaldinho supposedly didn't know that they were fake. Um, because, like I said, his family runs his life. He just kind of does his thing and believes everything that they tell him and puts all of his trust in them like his sisters and like, let me let me say this Ronaldinho is not like the prettiest man on earth like this oh, man no. has like buck tooth like he don't look like he been to the dentist in a while like how is he gonna be faking passports my man like, exactly you are literally one of the top players in the entire world and sure you've been retired for a little bit but like dude who doesn't know ronaldinho in latin america right this is paraguay this isn't like he's in daggum like sudan or exactly China, or like some random country that like football is not a big deal like yes paraguay has not been to a world cup in a while but like don't you think they all wake up and watch Miguel Almiron every single week play for Newcastle? Right. You betcha yeah. you, you bet you that they do. Like okay, they're still so soccer crazed. This is it right here. So his name was dragged into controversy such as an unpaid two point five million dollar fine for inviled, uh for environmental damage, having his Brazil passport confiscated being rumored as a possible Senate candidate for the far country's far right party. Inter interesting. Um, wow. So he is, um, yeah, he's just, he's had a lot of random stuff go down since his, um, Exit retirement from football. from football. Wow. Right. That is crazy. 
Right. Ooh. Yeah. I, I mean, it's wild. Like this Way was somebody too who, much stuff. He before kind of the Ronaldo's and Messi of the world. Like he ruled football. He was truly incredible, truly amazing, and truly could legitimately do whatever that he wanted to do with the ball. Yeah. Like I said, a magician, true magician when it comes to the ball and the sport and making sure, like, go watch his highlight tapes. If you're... You definitely should. If you haven't heard of Ronaldinho or you came to football after Ronaldinho, go watch his highlights. Like, he looks like a wizard with the ball. It's insane to watch. But... Truly amazing. And what what could have been? And there's so many guys that are what could have been guys that they love to party or they love to do things outside of the game way more than they love to play the game. Take yeah. Hazard. Take Eden Hazard, for example. Mm-hmm. Eden Hazard was in cold, wet London with nothing to do other than play football and was one of the best players on earth. Gets the move to Madrid, goes to the sunshine, finds the club. Literally not the same. Yeah, but at the same time, like, if you (laughs) read anything or listen to any stories from any of those Chelsea players, he was exactly like Ronaldinho. That dude didn't train at all. Yeah, he was going to the club. Going to the club. Didn't train at all. Went, uh, even in London, like, he just, you know, he'd show up on Saturday and he would perform. Didn't train at all. Like, there's, it's just these guys with these natural, uh, natural talents, right? Right. And, but then, yeah, then yeah, Eden Hazard. Wow. I mean, Wesley Schneider. Ever. Wesley Schneider was legitimately one of the best players of the late two thousands, early two thousand tens. Yeah. And that man loved to eat food, and he doesn't even look the same now. I mean, there's so many guys, countless guys that are like soccer was just a way to pay their bills and a way to make money and whatever. And then there's so many guys that's like soccer is their life and they scrap and they claw and for everything, for every inch. And they, they've made it. And Ronaldinho wasn't that. He didn't scrap. He just was able to coast he had natural talent that his brother harnessed at an early age and was able to instruct him just fantastically and the guy was just 
like you said, a wizard on the ball. The highlight videos, I mean, there's some goals from him that are just insane. Like, So 2002 World Cup, uh, quarterfinals against England. He lines up for a free kick like 40 yards out. David Seaman's off his line. Dude literally kicks a 40-yard goal on a free kick. Like David Seaman's off his line. Like moments that are made for paid programming on television. Yeah. Like he's insane. The guy's just nuts. And then I mean there's like he created the Elastico. Like he created a lot of these moves that a lot of these players are are doing. Like he contributed a lot. Oh. Just amazing. Go watch his highlights. Have a good time. Yeah, his highlights are amazing, and uh, we're going to start doing kind of more, I guess, deep dives into maybe different players. So if you guys have any ideas of things that you might want to kind of see us go over, uh, feel free to let us know. We would love to... We'd love to just talk about them because there's some really cool, interesting stories in football um, that not a lot of people either know or are they kind of know it, or for the newer fans, they have no idea because. They weren't born, or they are too young to remember, um, yep. stuff like that. And so we would love for suggestions. Oh, we have a couple ideas of things that we're going to kind of go over, maybe over, maybe especially like during the summer time as well when there's not five hundred yeah, games exactly. a weekend, exactly um, to to watch and to keep up with, but. Um, wanted to just kind of let y'all know this story because it's just a story of, of honestly selfishness. It's just such a story of selfishness and he, he could have legitimately been one of the greatest to ever play the game and... He just chose himself. He just chose the party lifestyle and just chose to truly, I mean, go to the club six to seven nights a week and not think anything of it. Oh, 100%. That's just what he did. That's 100% what he did. Had a great time. Yeah, if (laughs) if if you like this story or if you like what we're doing, uh, Share this podcast with your friends. Uh, we actually got to go vote this week um, in Oklahoma. Had a special election um, for uh, some issues here in Oklahoma, and we actually got to share it with multiple people at the polls, um, which was really cool. Um, the The poll worker at uh, my precinct was wearing a Manchester City kit that – it was like the white paisley kit that kind of had some pink on it from a couple That's years ago. Dope. I freaking love that one. It was great so one to, nice. Great one to bust and out I was on election like, day. I was like, yo, I love your kit. And she was like, 
do you like the Premier League or are you a fan of Manchester City? I was like, I actually run a, a, a soccer podcast <laughs> that I film and record like down the street because um, my polling place is, I could walk to it. It's It's literally that close. It's less than two blocks from my house. And so um, I was like, I actually do this and got to kind of share it with her and was like, hey, you should totally check it out. Um, and then Matt got to share it with the guy at his poll. Oh, yeah. Uh, place yeah, too. It's pretty dope. I um, I was wearing my Dortmund uh, warm-up kit from this year, whatever it is, um, black and gray kind of crazy design or whatever on it. And um, the guy, uh, poll worker, was asked me what BVB is, and I just, you know, went on to explain that, and he's like, oh, I ref soccer for 20 years, you know, all, all this stuff, so he he had some, uh, you know, some stuff in common, and we talked about it, and we talked about the podcast, so, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, before we actually get out of here, though, the Riviera Derby is this weekend between Dortmund and Schalke, um, big match. Definite big match there. Um, I don't think there's any other would be matches. Good though. to get our get our swagger back um, for sure. Uh, Schalke at the bottom of the table haven't really been playing. Actually, like a bottom of the table team recently. They are in seventeenth uh, now. Playing, so they're one off the bottom. Okay. <laughs> Well, they are actually really good right now for some reason. Yeah, they've been they've been on a kind of a little tear. They've been playing better for sure. Exactly. Um, we just lost our mm, top goal scorer um, to injury, <sighs> and I'm Brandt. not sure exactly how long he's out for. I hope it's not incredibly too long because. He's been playing very good, uh, Julian Brandt. Uh, That's so. true. This but, uh, Bundesliga yeah. race at Schalke, the bottom, actually. Schalke race at the bottom. I mean, Bro, there's Everybody's five on 19. Teams. <laughs> Four teams on 19 and one team on 20. So from 18 Perfect. to 14, it's it's right there. So right there for the taking. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, Riviera Derby's this weekend. Um, there's some other pretty decent games out there. Uh, would encourage you to check out um, some good games this weekend um, there across the world. Um, if you have uh, whatever League Un is on, Lil versus Leon. Is Friday afternoon. Who knows what um, they're on? So that's not a bad little game to no, it's maybe not. throw on the in the background. Um, there is e, no Europa League this week. That comes back next week um, on Saturday. Real Madrid has the early game. Uh, they play. Espanol, they have the 7 a 7 a.m. game, uh, so that's not a bad one. Uh, 
Barcelona plays Athletic Club on Sunday. And then, yeah, Revere Derby, 11.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Let's get up for this. Let's get up. We're about to be having lunch. Like, Let's what go. are you talking about? Get up. Like, you know, it is not boys, get up for this. Game. Get up for and this. So, you know what I mean? Like, come on, boys, get up for this game. Get yeah, we need to whatever need to get it high. Adrenaline going. Uh one actually in the Premier League that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh Fulham versus Arsenal. Oh, Sunday London at Little London Derby. Yeah, little London Derby with the seven other teams that are in the Prem from London. <laughs> Heck yeah! Let's I also go. think I'm kind of looking forward to Tottenham versus Forest, and I don't really know why. Because Tottenham, kind of looking forward to it, but I think that it could be like a decent, a decent game there. Um, so. You know, there's there's some decent stuff coming down the pipe uh, for for the week um, there. Um, but for us, it's a der- derby weekend. and um, So, yeah, 11.30 Saturday, ESPN Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Super sick. But, yeah. So, if you like this podcast, take a look and give us a review. Uh, share us with your friends. Um, we are on Apple Podcast. Leave a review there. We are on Spotify. Give us f- however many stars you want to give us on there. We are on Google Play. I'm honestly not sure how to be doing reviews and stuff on that, but if you know, then go off. Give us a review. We are also on Amazon podcast amazon music give us a review there um that is a lot more people have that than i realize um and so give us a review there it helps us reach more people it helps us to uh, find new listeners and so we would love to help this conversation grow uh with with you guys so you guys share us with your friends you guys share us with coworkers, share us with your grandmas. Like Instagram stories. You know? All the things. Instagram stories. Super easy. Share our posts. Like just share a podcast because we would love to continue on um, to reach new people and and uh, you know, bring the bring the chicken fried everywhere. Yep, let's fry, baby. Let's do this. Let's fry. Let's fry. So, to, to wrap it up, Ronaldinho was incredible, but he liked to party. Yep, sometimes when you like to party, you get you thrown in to places you don't want to go. Like jail. Like jail. <laughs> When you don't pay your fines and things like that. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. (laughs) Straight to jail. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Share us with your friends, share us with your neighbors. And uh, from the Chicken Fried Boys, uh, 
See ya. Later.